the reason some people can't love is because they can't receive it. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and today we have part two of Charles Stanley's message about living for Jesus and just letting go and trusting God. Here's Dr. Stanley. How do I make an unconditional surrender? First of all, number one, I recognize that God has the right to require that of me. No more arguments. Secondly, I make a deliberate, willful decision and say to him, however you want to say it, Lord Jesus, I surrender all control of my life to you, body, soul, and spirit, and everything that relates to me in order that you may have your way in my life with no exceptions, no conditions, no restrictions, period. No bargaining. The third thing that I do is that I cease all quarreling with God. We quarrel about what we don't want to yield. All the quarreling's over. No more arguments with God. Yes, Lord. Yes. I cease all quarreling. All the quarreling's over. No bargaining, no quarreling. The next thing I do is to, act, is, is to be willing to receive, listen, to be willing to receive what he wants to give me. Now look at this. Surrender, unconditional surrender, isn't just giving up. It is being willing to receive everything he wants me to have. It may be that he wants to bless you financially. Are you willing to receive that? It may be a wonderful privilege that he wants to grant to you. Are you willing to receive that? It may be a position of authority that will demand of you and require discipline of you in order to accomplish it. Are you willing to receive that? Now listen to this one. It may be that he wants to give you love. He wants you to experience love. He wants you to feel love. He wants you to know love. Are you willing to receive that? You say, what's that got to do with unconditional surrender? I'll tell you exactly what it has to do with it. Until I am willing to deal with old, dirty, nasty, sinful, selfish self, I cannot love, nor feel, nor experience true, genuine, free-flowing love. And the reason some people can't love, they can't receive it. Because they got so much garbage in their life, and they're holding on to garbage and missing the blessing and the intimacy and the power and the usefulness over here. You see, if I really want to be able to love, develop my intimacy with Jesus Christ, and it enables me and increases my capacity to love. But I may have to give up, surrender, choose death to, some attitudes, anger, bitterness, resentment, hostilities that I've hung on to over here because I've been mistreated in the past. Am I willing to give up the ugly, awful, painful, agonizing feelings of anger and hostility in order to receive God's wonderful, indescribable love? 
I must be willing to receive what he has for me, the fullness of the Spirit. Next, I must be willing to accept my unconditional surrender by faith. Lord, I choose to do it as an act of my will. I thank you that it's done. No feelings. No feelings are guaranteed. You may be joyful or you may feel pain. Forget the feelings. All of those things are essential if I am to be truly, totally surrendered. And then the last thing is I will do these in absolute dependence upon the Holy Spirit because I cannot do it myself. Friend, there'll be some things that you may have to deal with that only by the power of the Holy Spirit can you deal with them. Now, let me remind you of two things quickly. Number one, while there is an initial, absolute, unconditional surrender of your life to Jesus Christ, at some point in your life where you say, Lord, this is it, there will be times throughout your life where you will again have to unconditionally surrender something that comes up in your life. But there's something about that first time that you really take in all of life and say, all right, Lord, it's all yours. Unconditional, whatever you want, wherever you want it, however you want it. I don't have any idea, but here I am. And then what happens? Day by day, we live in that surrender. That's why he says in 1 John 1, 7, not that we are perfect. We will sin against them at times, and there will be times when we'll be hit on the blind side by the devil, and we'll want what we want until the Spirit of God says, but that's not what you can have. This is better. That's why he says, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, is continuously cleansing us from all sin and making it possible for us to live unconditionally surrendered to Him. It is that simple, but not that simple, because sometimes it can be very painful. Now, let me ask you this one question. It's all over. I know that you already know what it is that He wants to deal with. It may be something very, very small. And remember this. If you think about what you're holding on to, first of all, it's not eternal. It's not eternal. Secondly, you could lose it in a split second. I don't care what it is. So it's not permanent. It's not eternal. It's, it's not even for certain. You can't really be sure about it. Are you willing to hold on to that and forsake maximum blessing, maximum usefulness, maximum intimacy, and maximum power from God? For me, no way would I hold on to that when I can have God's very, very, very best. God always desires to teach us more about Himself during hard times, but we must approach every circumstance with a teachable spirit. Well, God doesn't just allow adversity out of chance. He always has reasons, and there are certain reasons that apply to all of us. One of the primary reasons God allows adversity in our life is to get our attention. Listen, for example, to Psalm 25, verse 4. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your path and teach me. Oftentimes, God is in the process of getting our attention in order to teach us something that He wants us to learn. Sometimes it's a matter of teaching us a different way 
for our life. Sometimes it's to get our attention to help us to realize we're not headed in the right direction or that we're about to face something we're not prepared to face. He always has a specific reason for adversity. One of those reasons, for example, is to get us to examine our own lives. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, listen to what he says. Let a man examine himself. We need to examine ourselves because, you see, one of God's primary reasons for adversity is to help us to look inside ourselves and to see what's going on. Am I drifting in any aspect of my life? Or it may be that he wants to surface something we don't see. There are those hidden things in our life that we sort of push aside and say, well, that's not important. Well, God's not interested in this and God is not concerned about that. It may be just the thing God's concerned about. All of these things may be painful in the process, but let me just say this to you. What I've learned is this, that any time I've faced adversity in my life, God was in the process of expressing love toward me getting my attention to stop this, surface this, change this, whatever it may be. But it's always an expression of love. You say, well, how can pain be loving? Well, if it's pain to change your life, if it's pain to keep you from making a decision that could ultimately lead to your destruction if you had not listened, there are many reasons that he sends adversity. They're all good. And why? Because he wants to change our behavior. He wants to change something about us. He always turns it to good. Now, that's conditioned upon two things. Number one, how am I going to respond? If I respond in the right way, then I'm going to profit from it. If I respond in the wrong way, then I'm going to lose. But if I respond in the right way, you say, well, what's the right way? The right way is always to ask this question. God, what is your goal for my life in this adversity? What is it you're saying to me in this adversity? What is it that you want me to hear and to understand? If you ask that question, I assure you, God will show you. And in the process, that adversity, listen, may appear, first of all, to be a setback in your life. But look at it this way. Every adversity which appears to be a setback can be the stepping stone for a great leap forward in your life. That was Dr. Charles Stanley, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under Dr. Charles Stanley, Let Go and Let God Lead, Stop Struggling. You can also find out more information about him at his website, intouch.org. Hope you have an amazing day, and I'll see you again tomorrow. God bless.